From the Ron McKeefery Podcast Network, I'm Isaiah Castilleja, and this is Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. In this episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0, Coach Lando talks to us about how you have to be a better generalist to be a better specialist. How the foundation of a solid, healthy team culture is based on who you are as a person and how meeting athletes in the middle creates the safest and most effective performance program. All this on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. The Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 podcast is brought to you by Sparta Science. Sparta Science has been a part of the human performance community for over a decade. They started the idea of bringing the force plate analysis out of the lab and into the weight room. I've been following what they've been doing for a long time now, and their latest innovations is a must-have for both yours and my weight rooms. Sparta Science has been known for making the complex simple, making data easy to understand for the athletes and tactical operators so they can take ownership of their movement health. Sparta Science now offers more flexibility for coaches, including an expanded set of tests and full access to hundreds of metrics and time series data. Coaches have access to novel machine learning derived measures that can help uncover meaningful patterns unseen by the naked eye. Sparta Science makes precision training practical for any staff at any level while providing coaches and sports scientists with all the tools they need to continue pushing the envelope of human performance. For more information, visit spartascience.com slash chalk and let them know Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 sent you. Join the thousands of coaches across the world that are part of Team Builder Nation. The incredible online strength and conditioning software provides a toolbox for features for all coaches at all levels. One awesome feature is the 1RM Max Tracker. Team Builder makes tracking maxes easy for any method since you can record and store max data, project 1RM over time, and use the stored maxes to determine prescribed weights for an exercise and have access to the visual reports so you can see the maxes over time. Other features include an updated messaging platform and the ability to create sports science questionnaires for athletes or clients to answer on their own phones. That's right, that's sports science data in the palm of your hand. Start your free 14-day trial today by using the promo code CHALK, that's promo code C-H-A-L-K, and begin programming with the software built to fit any level strength coach in any setting. Team Builder prides itself on putting the customer first and offers affordable pricing with subscription plans starting at just $50 a month. For more information on everything that Team Builder has to offer or schedule a 30-minute demo with Team Builder Expert, visit teambuilder.com and let them know Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 sent you. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Today, I am joined by Coach Lauren Landau of Landau Performance. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Isaiah, thank you for having me on, Coach. This is an honor to be on here with you, my man. Absolutely. And 
I want to say thank you for coming on with me. I was your intern 12 years ago, and it took me a while to add up all that time. And 12 years seems like yesterday, but I guess I'm getting older. But, uh, uh, you know, thank you for coming on. And I want to let you know, I never thought I would be interviewing you on on this podcast, you know, 12 years later, you know, and finding out a little bit more about our paths here and mostly your path here and how you got things going. So thanks for joining us. Awesome, man. No, like I said, honored to be on. And it's been really cool to see uh, your path. And, uh, you know, as, as all of us strength coaches, you, uh, you you start to realize that you're no longer young anymore. You start adding up those years. Yep. 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 And I feel like it, I tell you what, but uh, can you tell us a little bit more about your role at Landau Performance? Sure. Uh, Atlanta Performance, I'm owner-operator. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a vision of mine for a long time to uh, really create a, a training facility that was was uh, beneficial to the coach. Uh, what I mean by that is growing up uh, in this field, I saw that there were a lot of opportunities to become a, a personal coach or a, you know, whatever you want to call it, a rehab specialist, whatever it is in the private sector. Mm-hmm. And it rarely benefited the coach. It always benefited the establishment. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to create a model that really looked at it differently and said, how can I actually take care of the coach? So the coach doesn't have to work two and three different jobs. They can actually make a livelihood in this field outside of being involved with a college or a professional team. They can do it on, in the private sector and, and make, their own, make their own future, be their own entrepreneur. So that was ultimately my vision. And, uh, you know, I, I built it up from the ranks of the times when when you uh, interned with me at Stedman Hawkins, where we were in 800 square feet. And my vision was to build this up with interns and to to get a good, solid internship class to develop and then to start hiring, you know, different interns and different people over the years to take it what it is now. And to what it is now, it's a 15,000 square foot facility that has 30 coaches in it that are ultimately their own bosses. So, you know, I don't have to do too much because my my support staff with uh, my management team here, they do everything. So I just kind of stand around and and every once in a while I give some good old coaching stories and uh, try to, you know, excite and ignite a little bit of fire with some of the younger coaches here. No, that's that's definitely exciting. I do remember at Seven Hawkins, you just had two racks and uh, one glute ham raise, but you made it work. And, you know, we were going out everywhere just to get things done. Um, what do you look for? throughout your time building that up, what are you looking for in your, the coaches that you're bringing on? Cause you said you had, you know, 30 coaches and you've definitely been somebody that's a, has a really good internship program, but also you're hiring on these coaches and, you know, helping them establish themselves as a coach and entrepreneur. So what are you looking for typically when you're on the hiring end of these coaches? So first and foremost, our our coordinator right now of the internship process is Taylor Bradley, and he does an incredible job of of um, vetting out the right interns. You know, going through and interviewing them, and getting the right people here because you know a lot of times you you'll you'll hire an internship class, you'll have your internship class, and you may have five people in it, and three of them really don't want to be in this field; they just want to get the credits. And he does a good job of making sure that he finds people that really are hungry and passionate about strength and conditioning and performance. And so one, it really starts there. But after that, it really goes largely into who are you? Who are you as a person? You know, if, you, if, the, if the coordinator tells you to be here at eight, are you getting in at 730? If they tell you to be here at seven, are you getting in at 630? 
when you walk into the front doors and you see trash on the ground, you're walking right by it or you're picking it up. If you're in the in the restroom, I always pay attention to this one too, Isaiah. When I'm walking into the restroom and somebody's and they're coming out, you know, I looked, I do pay attention. Did they wipe down the countertop when they left? Because there's so many things on the resume that that get us excited. But at the end of the day, I want to know who you are. I want to get an idea of what your traits are, what your character is. Are you a are you a me guy or are you a we guy? And when we're bringing somebody on, even though they are all independent contractors, I still want to make sure that they're we guys because this is a team and uh, this ship is only going to go as far as we are aligned and as we are a solid, healthy team together. Mm, Definitely. And you also mentioned, you know, you had a vision of creating something where it, you know, favored the coaches versus the establishment. Could you talk a little bit about your, your, and, you know, upbringing as far as coaching style and as a coach in general, because, you know, you had a very unique, you know, story. Most uh, strength coaches have a pretty similar path, you know, intern GA teams and everything, but you had a slightly different pathway to get to where you are. And it took you to you're at the highest level of our profession. So could you tell our listeners a little bit about your path and then how that kind of shaped you into the coach you are today? Absolutely. My, my path, as you said, was very different. When I was coming out of my uh, undergrad, you know, it, it was really, I was, I, I really had two paths I could kind of go toward. It was really, um, we didn't really have a strong path for becoming a strength and conditioning coach at Northern Colorado at the time. Um, so it was either physical therapy school or it was personal trainer or cardiac rehab. When I was finishing up my, my undergrad, I went right into cardiac and pulmonary rehab. So I went into that for a six to eight month stint. Once I got done with that, I went into the personal training world. I realized this is not for me. Um, You know, I need to work with athletes and I need to work with people who want to push themselves and really like have big goals and goals that are, are really something that I felt um, that I could attach myself with them. And Mm -hmm. during that time uh, I ran into a gentleman who became one of my very first mentors in the field. His name was Jim Warren. And Jim was doing a lot of NFL combine prep back in the day. And uh, he said, hey, you want to you want to shadow? You want to see what this is all about? I said, man, absolutely. So he was a what I would consider him. He was like a a performance coach before performance coaches became trendy. He had a good track and field background and he sprinkled in some strength and conditioning principles with it as well. Um, But I really got to spend time with him on the speed development and the movement side and just understand a little bit more about what he did in the off-season training with athletes. And it was different back then. You had, you know, you had longer time in the off-season program with guys on the team. So he didn't see him for as long uh, as you may now. But he was also doing a lot of NFL combine prep. And that's when I got my very first taste of it was probably 96, 97. And then I ran my first class in 98, 99. So I was kind of on the fast track with uh, NFL combine prep. But that was the direction in where a lot of people are, um, you know, going right into their master's program, I went right into, uh, you know, muscle activation techniques, which was a soft tissue technique that really allowed me to understand a little bit more, understand my, my big pillars of anatomy, uh, neurophysiology, and get a better sense of biomechanics and applied biomechanics. Doing that and then taking other courses such as um, RTS, uh, resistance training specialist, was some another way to kind of diversify and look at the body a little bit differently and how we express force and how we absorb force. So those were two things that I added into my 
path, if you will, that I do think separated myself quite differently. Um, it wasn't just talking about acceleration position, it was understanding the bigger influences of what made acceleration positions happen and then what happens when we apply force to the ground. So mm-hmm. it, it allowed me to kind of look with a different lens, if you will. And from there, I just kind of further built out that path of, you know, my different off-season models, off-season Major League Baseball training, off-season NHL, off-season NFL, NFL combine prep. And that kind of, that took up a majority of my calendar year was just working all these off-season models. Mm. I, I think that's that's important. And I knew right when, even when I was interning with you, we would get quizzed a lot on anatomy and, and, and physiology. And I was, I, I always thought it was very, I don't know, I had no other word, word for it is just cool that I could take what I learned in anatomy and physiology and you were grilling us pretty good. And I had to recall a whole bunch of that memory and it still kind of carries into even what I'm doing with my interns now is like, you, you should remember at least the anatomy and physiology and everything. Cause it helps, you know, like you said, you're able to get your NHL prep and your MLB prep all from, you know, a thorough understanding what the body's doing. And I've always believed that Isaiah, to be a better specialist, you have to be a better generalist. Mm. And uh, uh, when I you really boil it down, you say, what are the general subject matters of our field? I've always said it's anatomy, physiology, biology, biomechanics, biochemistry, uh, programming and planning. And, and the better you understand those things, the more of a sniper you can be when you're writing programming, when you're developing your off-season, in-season models. Um, you know, you have to understand those, those general subjects so well, uh, to become more of a specialist, I feel. So I always felt that people are like, well, you know, just memorizing anatomy. No, understanding anatomy with applied biomechanics allows you to really problem solve, allows you to really start to, um, you know, Dan Papp always says, put people in different mailboxes, you know, oh, I see this tend this pattern. And usually when I see this pattern, this is the tissue that's typically affected. And so it allows you to better understand, um, you know, predisposition of certain movements or certain mechanical faults that lead into uh, either chronic or acute type issues. We'll be right back. Are you ready to take your weightlifting to the next level? I'd like to introduce you to Barbell Mate. They are the most affordable velocity-based training device on the market. Barbell Mate provides real-time analytics and feedback and helps you lift more effectively and efficiently, providing stats such as range of motion, mean, and peak velocity. The personal app is available for Android and iOS and has no subscription fee. And at just $285 per device, it's the smart choice for anyone looking to improve their weightlifting performance. It has a special offer for Iron Game Chalk Talk listeners. They will offer $15 off your first purchase with code CHOCKTALK15. Again, save $15 off your first purchase using code CHOCKTALK15. But that's not all. The new Barbell Mate team app provides a complete management system to track and monitor the progress of multiple athletes. Choose from a variety of three packages to suit your team's needs with prices starting as affordable as $25 per month. Visit barbellmate.com slash chalktalk to learn more and start your journey towards better weightlifting performance. And remember to use code chalktalk15 for $15 off your first purchase. Again, take a look at them at less than $300 a unit. 
Barbell Mate is definitely something you should look into for VBT training in your weight room. You said it, it's helped you along with like the combine prep is what you first got started. And then eventually, I mean, you did mixed martial arts and UFC professional getting everything ready. What would you say having, you know, you just had a stint with the Broncos. So you know what it's like to be on the, on the team and work on the team level. What would you say is the one thing that you would help your athletes prepare for during the combine? That's not just the tests that they're doing, but something that they're going to see when they get to the other side. So if I'm looking back at how I prepared for the combine to that, you know, now I can have so I, I can have such greater conversations with, with these kids of what it's really like once you get there. And one of the biggest things, you know, we we're watching the NFL combine right now. And I was sitting, I was sitting here with the combine guys or our pro day guys. And we're watching on TV. And I said, look, I said, one of the most important things when you get to the NFL is when a coach is explaining a drill, pay attention, don't mess it up. And you watch it on the TV right now, and the coaches are are you know telling them what drill it is. They're speaking pretty fast, and you have to regurgitate. You have to be able to understand it and then ultimately apply it. So that that ability to listen, process, and then execute is so important at the next level. Because you know we can do all this physical work, we can run the gassers, we can do our speed work, we can do our strength work. But at the end of the day, how well can you? attain retain and process the information that your position coach is giving you so i would ironically enough i would say it's less of the physical side and it's more the mental side definitely definitely and throughout your process there you know you've definitely i would even say you've, you've become a master of biomechanics and you know speed and you know how we how an athlete can move and be a more efficient mover what would you say is the best way to apply that knowledge on a on a macro scale or a global scale with like when you have 150 guys in camp or 100 guys in camp versus like a small group level, you know, something that we might see in the private sector? Well, I've always said that the, uh, you know, ultimately you can only implement what you can maintain the quality control of. So when I'm working one on one with somebody, you're in a very small group setting. You know, you can get into some little bit more, I don't want to call them fancy, but you can get into more advanced type exercises or drills if that's ultimately what they need at the time. But when you start working the macro level and ultimately it determines the time of year, say it's the uh, off-season program for the NFL side of things, you know, I've got two weeks where I can kind of throw whatever it is that I want at them. Now, a lot of it, it, it just goes, I reduce it right back to base fundamentals teaching them how to, how to reaccelerate, how to move, how to drop the hips, how to bend, how to absorb force, how to decelerate, um, how to best plant in planal motions to be able to get ready, to, one, to absorb planal forces, but ultimately to reaccelerate. So when the guys come into me in phase one, like I'll throw the kitchen sink at them as far as movement goes, because a lot of times they haven't done a lot of movement from the end of the season to the starting of OTAs. And, you know, for example, last year we had a new head coach we knew we had two weeks of phase one and they were, we were going right into football. We were going right into a mini camp. So at that point in time, like you're expressing and exposing them to a lot of different things from a movement standpoint, but also I have to sit there and be cognizant and saying, these guys have to have a, a certain amount of work capacity because they're about to go into practices. 
So some of these guys hadn't had cleats on the entire offseason and coming into the offseason program was the first time that they even put their cleats on. And in two weeks, you're going to have a mini camp. So I always believed in this, Isaiah, there was the law of the thirds. A third of the guys probably didn't do much work. A third of the guys probably did just enough. And a third of the guys probably did too much. So you don't want to prepare them at the lowest common denominator. You want to try to meet them in the middle. When you meet them in the middle, you probably create the safest and most effective program. But ultimately, you know, reteaching biomechanics is not a bad place to start when you don't know what anybody's done. And what I'll do, Isaiah, so in a big group setting or even a small group, is I play around with the different forces. Hey, you know, today's going to be more of a, a patterning day where we're working on the skills and drills. And then today's more of a force day. We're going to apply big force and we're going to ask you, ask you to stop that big force. And there might be another day where we're going to change a little bit of direction and we're going to make it less intensive, but more capacity. There may be a day where we go linear, where we're going to make it more drilling specific and then take it into more capacity. So we play around with like extensive to intensive models, just like you would. But I put in the, the drilling, just like you would see in, in our typical combine classes or one-on-one trainings that you do with the elite athletes. You're still doing that with the big groups, but I think what you're doing is you're trying to minimize um, how sexy you're trying to make the drills. You're just trying to make them base fundamentals. Nice, nice. And when you are on the team setting and you're kind of getting your athletes, I mean, just trying to get them through the season, it's a very long season, and especially with the added week, what is the mindset or what are you going for? when you're in the thick of season and you're trying to get the guys prepared for a game and what is the mindset for, you know, if I was at Landau performance and you got the guys in an off season, preparing them to, you know, go back to their teams. Sure. I would say in the off season's easy, right? <laughs> off season, pretty easy block model it. You know, you have your different saturation blocks of whatever quality you want to go after. And then you're going to touch on other things concurrently as well, but you can really, you can really spend good time blocking and saturating them with whatever you find their, their biggest deficiency to be. Once you get into the season, you know, a lot of people say, well, in the season, it should be maintenance. Well, it's ultimately, you know, what, is, what does maintenance mean? Well, you're trying to maintain all the qualities that are important for the sport, but also maintain the qualities that you tried to develop in the off season. So for me, you have to look at the sport and say, what does the sport give us? The sport gives us for, for majority of the guys that are playing, it gives us our speed work. It gives us our conditioning. Um, it gives us what I would consider our change of direction work. So my goal ultimately is to sit there and say, how do I best retain these qualities that we worked on the off season? And to me, it was a daily undulated model, conjugating mm -hmm. models, daily undulated models. I, I would build out on my Mondays. I build out. That's my, my lower body, um, uh, that, that's more my lower body repeat effort and my lower body um, absolute effort, my upper body repeat effort. Then I come in on our Wednesday and that would be our upper body absolute effort, our lower body dynamic effort, and then turn around on Friday and end the week with a repeat effort on the upper extremity, more auxiliary type exercises. So it was a way to sit there and say, we're going to continue working on the absolute efforts of lower body strength, upper body strength, 
We're going to continue to touch on the dynamic effort, even though I know that's happening a lot on the field too. You still have to express it, I believe, in the weight room, especially midweek, because I think it serves as a great potentiator leading into the big, the big practices of the week. And then uh, ultimately, you're just trying to get these guys to feel good again by Wednesday, Thursday practices. That's the right. biggest thing you're trying to do is you're trying to utilize the weight room, touch on certain things and have good motor unit recruitment, but to allow these guys to actually feel relatively normal again coming into Wednesday, Thursday practices. And that didn't typically happen until Thursday or Fridays. The Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 podcast is brought to you by Play. Listen in on a conversation with Play's Global Director of Performance and Education, Coach Mike Buley. Coach Buley describes the vision of how Play will continue to be the company that will propel the innovation of the strength and conditioning profession forward. Well, after 22 years of, of coaching, I've learned that connection trumps communication and that it's not enough for coaches to know that you care. And I think you got to take that step further. They need to experience that you care. And I've always been a coach that tried to be more tra uh, transformational than transactional. And so with that awareness in mind too, I always enjoyed working and learning and talking to other people and, and coaches and developing that camaraderie. I've always made myself available to the community because I remember how hard it was too to try to get a crack into this, this profession. And uh, I promised myself if ever I was given a shot, I would never take advantage of that. I always allow myself to uh, help other people uh, chase their dreams in this profession. It's been very good to me. Play is a company that will help your strength conditioning program find solutions for all your needs. Review second best and check them out at play.us for more information. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Being a strength coach is difficult. And someone once said on our podcast, we pour so much into helping our athletes become better but we forget who's pouring back into us to help us become better. Without a healthy mind coaching on the floor, programming and maintaining the juggling act that we call life can be difficult. The good news is the therapists at BetterHelp are here to help you. Therapy can be whatever we want it to be. Maybe you need the tools to help you keep motivated, or maybe you're feeling burnt out from long days in the weight room, or you just need someone to talk to. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist at a time that works for you. We have a very busy schedule as a strength coach, and the last thing we need to do is be driving to an office and sitting in a waiting room. Simply log into your account and message or speak to your therapist from anywhere at a time that works for you. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. BetterHelp also assesses your needs and will match you with one of over 20,000 therapists in their network. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself and make your mind your best asset. We train to keep our bodies strong and resilient. Now it's time to invest in our mental health too. And as a special offer to Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 listeners, you can get 10% off your month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash chalk. That's betterhelp.com slash C-H-A-L-K. And thanks again for BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to our great guests for taking the time to share their experiences. 
Thank you to Play and Team Builder for being great companies that help our profession. And most importantly, thank you, the listeners. Please find us on social media at Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Find our show notes on wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave us a rating, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to say hi. It's great to hear from coaches from around the country. Talk to you all next week on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0.